Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is episode 74. We're in season two, episode 24. I'm Craig. I'm Britt. And we're back for another week of football, Britt. Correct. And it's almost the end of the season. Hard to believe. Scary. Very, very scary. Hard to believe. Um, yeah, so in one of my leagues, uh, well, our home league, uh, I'm out of the playoffs. Me too. I only um, won three games in that league this year, so last, I'm not surprisingly out of the Last playoffs. week, uh, I went to bed. I was up by one point. And I woke up and I lost by one point. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> the only thing that's worse than that is when you go to bed on Monday night after the game goes final and you get a stack correction on Tuesday morning. Oh, and that's even game. worse. That's the only thing that's worse. Though it's better than we used to, when we used to do it with a newspaper. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. I remember the very first year we did this league was 1993. You were, this was before Craig was in the league. Yep. But everything was done by mail. Yeah. So I would have to call in add drops to a uh, a phone line and hope nobody had gotten there first he had a voicemail set up and i would get my results by mail and he used to fall behind so he'd send me three or four weeks at a time yeah they were came in giant packs so i'd be one in three and i'd get an e i'd get a pack of mail like four weeks later and all of a sudden i was four and three and i'm like holy crap i'm good so but for, you know but first we have our beer we do. Craig we is do. drinking tonight. I am taking a week off from the loveliness that is beer, um, just because I have a lot going on and didn't really feel like a beer. But I handed Craig a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year from Anchor Brewing. Uh, this is my wife's favorite seasonal beer. Craig is sniffing the bottle right now. He's going to take a sip. Let's see what he thinks, and I'll tell you more about this beer. Changes every year, this formula. Hmm. It's malty. It's a very malty beer. It's a, hmm. it's a holiday ale. I mean, it's, it's yeah, most it's, of them are like that. really malty, and then it's smooth it's very smooth what kind of flavors do you get up at the end on it do you get any any fruits or any spices in particular i got a little bit of a strong cinnamon nutmeggy kind of kind of a yeah yeah nutmeg taste at the very end so anchor brewing every year puts out this merry christmas happy new year beer every year the recipe's a little different like holiday ale Yep, but the holiday the recipe is pretty stable. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, it may vary from year to year, but they they intentionally tell you we change it. And the other thing they change is every year it's a different drawing of a different tree on oh, the front of the bottle. That's cool. So that's why the year you know, other than you don't want to drink a beer from seven years ago, that's why the beer stamp on the front is very unique for this one. My wife has been drinking this beer for several years. Um, it's she one has of her, several bottles. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we got a six pack of it and. I had to steal one for Craig. Um, actually, she said, go ahead. Craig would like this. Um, it's uh, it, This is her favorite batch. She said the 2018 version is her favorite uh, of them. 2017 was a little kind of just... It, or too spicy? Not even. It just the flavor profile wasn't, wasn't good. It felt like you mixed two completely d- different beers together and called it a holiday ale. Like Dr. Pepper. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was weird. The taste on it was very strange. This one she was very happy with. So, so what are you, what are your thoughts of it? It's good. It's very it's very drinkable. I mean, you have to kind of like that malt maltiness. I know some yes. people don't, uh, but it's really strong malt flavor up front, and then it's a, a smooth smooth after that. Yeah, absolutely. It's not um, you know, it's not like hoppy at all. Absolutely. Anyway. So, all right, let's uh, we, the the season long stuff is winding down. So we're going to focus is. a lot on DFS going forward, guys, because we still do have what is this week fifteen? Yes. So we got three weeks of the regular season, and usually DFS runs at least until championship week. So we've got like another six or seven weeks left. Yep. Um, I'll be ready. I'm ready for it to be over, Craig. <laughs> have you even checked our best ball league at all? Uh yes. <laughs> I looked on Sunday. Are we winning anything? Uh, no. Good. 
Um, hold on, I'll pull it up because you know best ball is easy. I, one of my best ball teams turned out to be really freaking good, and is gonna win its league easily. But um, oh NFL NFL playoff best ball. Oh, oh, that's di- oh we're gonna be talking about that. Okay, so live season long. Okay, so you and I did one uh, while we were having drinks at the Hops Company. That's the one you're probably thinking of. Uh, we're in fifth place. Yeah. We are just outside the money, uh, but we're 41 points outside the money. That's very doable. With a couple weeks left to play, so that that's good. Um, the one my br- uh, the one I gave Sean is not doing well. Uh, the one my brother made is an eighth out of 12, but they drafted a lot of Patriots. <laughs> they drafted a lot of Patriots, but I do have one where I'm I'm doing very very well. Um, I'll just give you an idea. All right, so this week. My uh, best ball lineup for this league was uh, Deshaun Watson, Zeke Elliott, Nick Chubb, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Josh Doxson, and Brandon Cooks, Travis Kelsey, and Spencer Ware was my flex. I had picked up Spencer Ware in case an injury bug came back to get Hunt. Guys on my bench included Drew Brees, Frank Gore, Russell Wilson, Vernon Davis, Ben Watson, Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley, and then you hit that line of people that you <laughs> talked about in the preseason that are no and longer with us. AJ Green, Cameron Meredith, <laughs> Buck Allen. Oh. All, all broken. Broken and no longer amongst the living. But you know what? Let's do that really quick. Let's look okay. at the, let's look at our team from the Hops Company, guys who are scoring zeros. All right. Now, because I think that's really why we're losing so badly. Oh, there's a few. Okay. Well, we had Virgil Green here. All right. We we had Hayden Hurst. <laughs> well, he was going to be good. I somehow convinced him to draft Mike Jacecki <laughs> and uh, Andy Dalton. Also broken. Um, Ryan Matthews is somehow on this team, although I have no memory of drafting him. Kenny Galladay, Rashad Penny, who in what, the member of preseason, he was going to be it. He was going to be the future. He was the second coming of Sean Alexander. That's right. Tevin Coleman. We got Bob Good, Bob Woods, and we got Carson Wentz. Frank Gore. We have Gronk on this team. Our wideouts are pretty good. We had D.D. Westbrook, Russell, uh, I'm sorry, Randall Cobb and Stefan Diggs, who all had decent weeks. We've got Kamara, who I know you love. We've got Chubb, but we got Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's really where yeah. we ended up. We did a bad job at quarterback. We went three deep at quarterback, but our three deep was Rodgers, Wentz, and Dalton. <laughs> all broken. Wentz yeah. might have well just not played this season. Yeah, so so what's the deal with Wentz? I've, I heard various reports today. What are you hearing? Um... That he may or may not play. Okay, because I've got Sunday. him in the rankings this week. But but again, it's you know once you get hurt, it's always in the back of your mind. Absolutely, absolutely. So. I am just I am I have had such a busy week at work, and I have such a busy weekend ahead. So if I'm just kind of like, hey guys, it's mild Brit tonight. <laughs> That's just because it's not because I'm low energy or I'm not well. I'm just I'm I've been running around like crazy. I bought a car today. Um, yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff going on. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more mellow than I normally would be, but let us move on to burning hot take questions. All right, Craig, give me a question. I'll give you a question. So did you see, um, what the dolphins did this weekend? Uh, in upsetting the Patriots? Yes. Okay. So I was in the city. That was the day I went to the city with my family and my wife. Mm -hmm. And so I did not actually see the play, but I have seen several memes of people (laughs) falling down where they have put Rob Gronkowski's head. Right. So they threw this crazy Hail Mary thing. It was like a half Hail Mary, and then it went, I think, uh, I don't remember if Stills or Parker caught it first. Then they lateraled it to the other one, and then they lateraled it to Kenyon Drake, who then scored a touchdown. Because Rob Gronkowski fell over himself. Yeah, pretty much. 
Did Gronk have an honest chance to get to him? It looked like I'm hearing yeah. mixed reviews on that. I mean, he doesn't really tackle people, so so uh, I don't know. Okay, um, so no, I did not see that. But, y- but hey, you know, but, Miami has always given Belichick and Brady fits. Always. They always have. Always. It's even one of those things. Even those games that are blowouts when at the end of the game it's 28-10, to 10, those games are 14-10 at halftime. They, they're, they're never a team that goes away against the Pats, so I'm not surprised. And I heard people say that. I've also heard people say that about this weekend with the Bears and the Packers. That Aaron Rodgers is a bear killer. That you know, even though they're playing for virtually nothing, don't sleep on the Packers this weekend. The Chargers this weekend too. I mean, so Chargers playing the Chiefs, right? Th- tomorrow night, Thursday night. So when folks hear this, it'll be that night, and that's gonna be where my burning hot take question goes in a second. So, so what, so, you, what was your take of the, the Dolphins thing? Um, it was actually I was at work and I was working with a Dolphin fan, and she was watching it, sort of like. Well, not watching it, but it was looking at it on her phone, mm-hmm. like on the CBS app. And like, she's like, oh, the Patriots scored. I'm like, oh, well, they won. And she's like, no, they didn't. There's like 20 seconds left. I'm like, they're not going to. Like, the Dolphins this are not awesome. going to score. Awesome. So she goes on her break, like a 15 minute break. And I see her again. And she's like, the Dolphins. She's like, the Dolphins beat them. She's like, I told you. <laughs> but actually, wow. my question is. Yes. Uh, so Kenny Drake threw the ball into the stands because he was very excited. Yes. Uh, and in hindsight, he realized that he probably should not have thrown the ball in the stands. Yes. So he is trying to get the ball back. Yes. He has offered uh, signed cleats, you know, jersey. He's offered tickets. Tickets. And he said, you know, other things that he'll discuss. Yep. Um, what would you do? Because I know right now the guy who caught the ball immediately sold it for $500, which was, I get maybe he was drunk. I wouldn't have done that. Or wanted more beer. That's very, very possible. Yeah. You know, um, so now someone else has it. Yep. And apparently they're bringing it to Steiner Sports to get it appraised. I've heard guesstimates in the realm of $250,000, which is out- That's absurd. for a non-signed ball from a regular season game. That, wasn't that was a great season. ending, yeah. but it wasn't the Motor City Miracle, folks. So it didn't win a playoff game. Would you give the ball back and take the stuff, or would you keep the ball? Yes, I would, personally. Would you, because you I, would, what? I would give the ball back, um, but out of a sense of honor. If you're from Miami... Miami Dolphin tickets are not exactly hard to get. I'll tell the funny story. Our friend Sean, who was on this podcast, was visiting. uh, A friend of ours went down for her birthday, and he flew down to surprise her and spend some time with her, and they were going to be down there for a Sunday. And so Sean said, why don't we try to get tickets to the Dolphins game? And again, from being from this area, you know that... Oh, God, you got to wait in yeah, forever to get Giants tickets. Giants tickets, Patriots tickets. <clears throat> Hell, even good. Jets tickets. Jets tickets are a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, but it's not... You can't walk up to the stadium and expect to get in. Right. Well, this was... And again, this is about 10 years ago, so we didn't have things like StubHub as readily yeah. available. Uh, so he called the stadium and got two tickets. Like, Just, over the... Yeah. Hey, you got any tickets for this weekend's game? Yeah, absolutely. It's Dan Marino bobblehead day. It was Dan Marino bobblehead day. I think he still has it. <laughs> and so they bought the two tickets and they, and they went. Miami tickets are not exactly gold. They're not hard to get. They're not valuable on the secondary market. <laughs> so I think he's going to have to come up a little bigger, particularly if he's got people. I mean, it depends where the t- tickets are. Like if, you know, you wind up in a suite. Well, yeah, and- <laughs> but, well that's the thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you said, if you said buy me season tickets. Give me tickets to the season next year, which is probably which in is Kenny Drake's power. Oh, definitely. You know, because if he doesn't take it, the Miami Dolphins are going to want it for whatever Hall of Fame they have. I mean, that's they're going to yeah. they're going to lord over that forever because it's the Patriots. If it were anybody else, they'd be like, eh, we don't care." But it's the Patriots. It's a divisional rival. It's somebody they've always had they've always had history with. So, uh, yeah, you know, get a get a Dan Marino meet and greet. You Something. Know. Yeah. Why not? 
How, how? Yeah, I would. Um, I would give the ball back. Yeah, I same think thing. I would just. I would do it for you know the experience of it because, <clears throat> like you said, the this ball is not signed. It wasn't the Super Bowl. It wasn't the play that won the Super Bowl. Right. You're not going to get half a million dollars for it. <laughs> nope. And he want, He thinks it's worth a quarter of a million dollars. Not, it's not. No. No. It's no. not. Just go to the game with your friends, enjoy it, and you know, seriously, have some memories. Seriously. Call up the Dolphins and say, I've got your ball. If you want it back, it's going to cost you a suite for the 2019 season. Catered, fully catered <laughs> suite for the 2019 season. And I want Kenyon Drake to mow my lawn. <laughs> Weekly <laughs> for a year. But yeah. Okay, so question to you. The Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Limping into a crucial matchup. Everyone's dead. Yes. Well, not everyone, but the people we most need. Hunt is gone. Ware is hurt. Hill is hurt. Hill, yeah. They signed another receiver. Okay. They say he won't play much this week, but could he be a key piece? Okay. And this receiver's name is Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, dear God. <laughs> I take it you had not heard this. No. I heard it this morning, and I, I actually stopped and said, wait a minute, that, that can't be right. Does Kelvin Benjamin... No. do anything for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, and before you answer the question, yeah. keep in mind that going into this, the depth chart essentially was Hill, then Sammy Watkins when he's not hurt, and he's hurt now too, then Chris Conley, and now apparently possibly Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, someone's going to have to cover them, I cover him, I guess, so they can't... He's easily more covered than Tyreek Hill. Double team Hill right? all the time, maybe. I mean, if Hill and Watkins are out... Albert Wilson's in Miami. <laughs> Good luck to that Miami. He's not the answer. Then. Albert Albert one catch on six targets. Wilson. It's gonna they're gonna triple team Travis and uh, stop your offense. That's a concern of mine. That's a concern of mine. If you have if you don't have to worry about Hill, you can afford to put a cornerback on Kelsey. You can put a linebacker that passes him off. You can set up your defense in like a zone kind of setup. And you can have a cornerback who watches Travis Kelsey, and if Kelsey doesn't run five yards downfield, you drop back right away. You hold your ground initially, middle of the field. If Kelsey runs, if Kelsey breaks off the line, you follow Kelsey and pick up with the linebacker left off. If he doesn't and he blocks, you just drop back. You give them flexibility to get deeper coverage. So I, I, I'm worried about it, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, but you know the Chargers are also kind of banged up, so they are with Gordon hurt. Eckler's probably hurt. We're probably looking at of what the hell is the guy's name? Johnson yeah, being maybe. the lead back, and Newsom. Newsom is Newsom is gonna give uh, the the other guy some rest, and and Newsom could be impressive. Newsom might be a very interesting tournament play, except I've already heard three different experts talk about him as a very interesting tournament play. Really? So yeah, I mean that's the problem. Interesting tournament plays have to be. Um, <clears throat> tournament plays have to be really kind of out there to to win how did you do last week in dfs uh won a couple bucks yeah. um all I our ran... uh all our chalk picks did really well for me but the value players i needed them to score a little bit more because yeah. i just i missed the pay line by a few points on everything i so. ran three lineups last week last week we talked about the mark sanchez lineup mm-hmm. i ran the mark sanchez lineup i also ran a lineup that focused on houston and a lineup that focused on the chargers the Chargers lineup did not cash. The Houston lineup cashed across the board. And the Chargers lineup I put together, the Chargers were so unimpressive last week in terms of just fantasy stud value uh, in, in, in what I saw that the Mark Sanchez lineup, and Mark Sanchez had a negative DFS score last week, <laughs> outscored God. the Chargers lineup. 
by like 10 points. Oh, dear. It was not good. It was it was not good. So, um, yeah. But for our third question, yeah, we have um, and not so much a question, but a uh, resolution from our uh, friend Cinch. Okay. Okay. Last week on this podcast, I stood up and said <laughs> that if Aaron Rodgers didn't meet projections in an effort to show that he was not done because everybody thought he was done and Mike McCarthy got fired over him and all that. Blah, blah, blah. Correct. That I would sit here and wax poetic about <laughs> one Mr. Tom Brady. Well, I predicted him to get 25 points. He had 21. So let me tell you a little th- few things about Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady became the winningest quarterback in the Super Bowl era back in 2017. He's actually won 77% of all of his starts. In over 300 starts, he's won over 230 of them. Uh, there is a article out there from mile high report that has found a mathematical formula to rank the greatest quarterbacks of all time and tom brady was the nearest to perfect at a 4.87 out of five so that puts him better than peyton manning's 3.57 joe montana's 3.32 brett Favre at 2.6 otto graham at 2.58 johnny unitas who had a haircut you could set your watch to never forget that that's true at 2.3 John Elway, a 2.24, and Terry Bradshaw, a 2.16. So these are the key things. Um, Where does uh, Tom Brady rate in the all-time wins numbers? Well, I'll tell you, he's got 80 more wins than Dan Marino ever had. Uh, he's got about 70 more wins than John Elway ever had. Uh, and, and this is from 2017. So, I mean, it's, okay. just, it's worse now. So uh, Tom Brady um, is a fantastic football player, um, according to <laughs> the fact that I did not accurately predict Aaron Rodgers' score last week. So um, I will say this, Tom Brady is high in the metric this week, and that has nothing to do with what I just all read off of you off the screen. So right now, Cinch is somewhere because he listens to this while he's working, and he's chuckling as he's walking and doing his work. He's chuckling to himself because he was like, yep, he told me to do it. I, I did. I even said to him today, I, I lost the bet. Tell me what you want me to talk about. And he fed me all these statistics. <laughs> and by the way, the guy's won five Super Bowls, just in case you didn't know that about him either. Has he won five Super Bowls? Yeah, has it five? Has he's, he? No, has he won five Super Bowls? Yeah, yeah. Has he? Has he? Well, the has New England he? Patriots with him at it. All right, you know, well, we can say, that, yeah, the team has won five As a matter of fact, goals. he only has one losing record against one team in the Super Bowl, and that's he, the Giants. And Eli Manning. Yes, he's 0-2 against Eli. Can you believe that? Can you imagine having a resume numerically like his, and but the only thing no one can you can't argue with ever is, but you lost twice to Eli Manning in a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, stop their undefeated season. That's like being the greatest <laughs> stock analyst of all time, but you lost half your money on one bad pick. <laughs> So it's it's terrible. So that's burning hot take questions. Let's move on. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about outside of DFS. Um, we are out of the podcasters. Um, We're out. We made pool. it. Yeah. We being Brit made some bad decisions. We started Jared Goff uh, against the Bears defense, which on paper sounded like the right thing to do instead of Tom yeah. Brady. It's true. Brady would have swung the game. Uh, there was somebody else. We started. We oh, didn't. We didn't start uh, Mixon. We did. We we benched Joe Mixon because of this matchup instead of AP because of the matchup, and Joe Mixon outscored AP by 13 points. If we had done those two things differently, we would be playing in the semifinals of the podcast league. Ironically enough, against the 12 and one team from uh, by Anthony Zagara, 
and that one loss was to us. We were the only yeah. team all year to beat him, and we would have had to play him in this round of the playoffs. So he's got to be feeling really happy right now. He doesn't have to see us again. No. Um, you know, it's so <laughs> so our season long is pretty much done. So it's pretty yeah, much I'm DFS. In a, I'm in one more elite in my work league mm-hmm. in the finals. There's four teams left. We will definitely be looking at this best ball <laughs> playoff league too. I mean, that might be something to do in a, a week or two. We'll yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my lineup for this my work league. Okay. Real quick, you ready? Drew Brees. Okay. Uh Devontae Adams. Okay. Robert Woods. Oh, I like this already. Kamara. Is there like three people in this league? Uh, there's ten people. It's a ten team. Okay, it's still, this is still a really strong lineup for ten teams. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Okay. Uh, Thomas, the Carolina uh, tight end, because Austin Hooper is broken. Is he really again? <clears throat> Hurt his knee. Oh, yeah. Uh, Justin Tucker, the Rams mm-hmm. defense, and Adams, the Philadelphia running back. I, I, that's not a terrible lineup. I think you should do well. Um, my concern is New Orleans is on the road this week, and they're at Carolina. True, but luckily for me, Carolina has been in a giant slump. Right. So we'll right. see. So we'll see what happens there. So then let's play America's favorite game. And then we'll get on to the uh, DFS matchup. So I have in front of me a sheet with all of the week 15 over-unders and odds. Uh, Craig has a sheet with the uh, over-unders removed, but he has the odds in front of him. Craig, do you want to start with the hi- the high games or the no, low games let's today? let's do the under first. Okay, th- this one's going to be easy. Okay. There's only two. Okay. And as you can see on your sheet, there are several games slashed out because at the time I printed this out earlier today, there was no over-under for the Seattle-San Francisco game, Okay. for New England at Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle-San Francisco is on here twice for some reason, so ignore that bottom one. Or the uh, Miami at Minnesota. So those three games are out. I am looking for the two games with under 40 over-unders. Under 40? You get three strikes. You only <laughs> got to get two of them. You should get this easily. Go for it. Under 40, huh? Under 40. Uh, Detroit Buffalo. That's correct. 38 and a half. Okay. Uh, the implied total of that game is roughly 21 to 18. So good luck. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go Tennessee Giants. No, that's Ooh. a 43 and a half. Okay. The implied total is 23-20 in favor of the Giants. Do you buy that? Do you buy 23-20 I mean, Giants? The Giants magically... Started to remember how to play in the last two weeks. And the Titans have forgotten. The Titans, I, yeah, I'm done with them. Yeah, I, we say that all the time. But it, literally, I mean, how can who can you trust on the Titans? No they're, one. Their playoff, they're, I mean, not playoffs, playoffs, <laughs> their, um, their DFS long shots, you can put Derrick Henry. We saw that last week. Yeah. You can put Derrick Henry in the spot if you think he's going to go off. Same thing with Deion Lewis. Same thing with Corey Davis. But can you rely on any of them? No. Their floors, let's put it this way. In terms of fantasy football, every Tennessee Titans floor is a single digit. This is true. And every single ceiling is 30 points. You just don't know. But there's a much stronger point chance you're going to get eight points out of Derrick Henry than you're going to get 30. So I, I wouldn't touch that game either. So, okay. But that all one right. is not one that I, I don't I don't believe that total. I would take the under in that all day long. But that's strike one. All right. Um, because these two teams are inept, um, Oakland and Cincinnati. No, that's oh. a 46. Wow. Yep. Because both their defense are horrible. Yep. And I so. rounded up. So <laughs> the the implied total there is 25-22 Cincinnati. Uh, I, I can see that. Can, I can see you? That. Well, I can see it being either way, really. I can't see Cincinnati scoring three touchdowns. Everyone's dead. Yeah. It's Joe Mixon's be banged up. A.J. Green and Andy Dalton are done for the season. Yeah. Unless Tyler Boyd is throwing the ball to Tyler Boyd. <laughs> he might. 
Because I think is, John Ross is still broken. Yeah, I mean, I don't see how they're going to get the 25 their points. defensive touchdowns, And maybe. Oakland is still Oakland. I don't think Oakland's getting the 22 points. This game's 14-10. 14-10. You heard it here. Take the over there. <laughs> I mean, take the under there, rather. And, and, and I'm not touching either of those teams if I can All avoid right, it either. So that's strike two. You have Ooh. one last shot. Uh, wow. Washington-Jacksonville. That is correct. It is a 36. <laughs> The implied total is Jacksonville 22, Washington 15, roughly. Again, I round up the half points because I hate them. 22-15 in favor of Jacksonville? Do you like that total? Mm. I don't think either of these teams can score 15 points. Not after the way Washington played last week. Yeah, No, there's no way. Washington Washington is completely, they're lost. They are completely inept. Again, same thing with Tennessee. There is no one there you can trust. Nope. Adrian Peterson might score you 20 points. He might get yeah, you, but he might get you eight. Yeah, because they fall behind 14 points. They're not going to use him. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what's his name? Alex Smith is dead. Yeah. You know, Mark Sanchez is Mark gone. Sanchez. Is Mark Sanchez is Mark <laughs> Sanchez, which brought up the whole Colin Kaepernick thing again this week. And I know Did. Craig is just frustrated because he's just sick of hearing about it. <laughs> Here, Here's my thing. And this is this is the conversation we had and where Craig and I disagree. Craig is looking at it and saying, okay, we don't know what Kaepernick really wants. They're just floating his name out there. It could be a total media fabrication. Am I correct so far? Right. I'm saying it's just people are using it to get clicks on their website. That's entirely possible, too. I just too. want Colin to come out and say, this is what I want to do, and then I'd be fine. Which he's not going to do because it doesn't help his case in any way, shape, or form if Washington's sitting here. Washington has already said he's not a fit for our system. Here's my problem with that. You are so bad that he is absolutely a fit for your system if he can run four plays if he can memorize a tecmo bowl level playbook he <laughs> wait is... tecmo bowl or super tecmo bowl because that's like eight, 12 plays i'll go super <laughs> i right. think he can do 12 <laughs> plays in like four and again we're not talking like weeks of preparation we're talking like five days because here's the bottom line most of these plays have similar packages and formations. It's about where the key receiver's going, which way the running back is going to pass you, which way you're handing off. That's, you know, yes, there's some weird stuff in there. He could not step into the Kansas City offense right now and be effective because Kansas City runs these guys across the middle and sometimes you're hanging off to the running back. And, and Andy Reid just makes up a play during the game. Yeah, it just draws it in the like dirt. It, like you do in, you know, after school. <laughs> there is nothing about the Washington offense that says to me it is complex. He could pick it up in five days. And what you're telling me is that Mark Sanchez, who's been there for a month, because don't forget they signed him when um, they signed him shortly after the backup got hurt. Who the hell is the backup there? Somebody probably named Cody. Who's that guy? <laughs> they had that. They, they made a change. They brought in Sanchez. Sanchez has only been there a month when he was forced into starting duty. Only been there a month. You're telling me that Colin Kaepernick for five, with five days running college-level plays isn't a better chance to win no, than Mark is. Sanchez? That's but my that's problem thing. with this. But that's the thing. Do you want... Does Colin Kaepernick want to do do that? Because he walks into he walks into Washington. They're awful. He loses four games because they're just bad. Not him, but the whole team is just bad. Right. That doesn't help his case. He risks getting injured for a team that isn't going to go anywhere. But you haven't played. You haven't had... Right, right. I'm just saying. Sniff. So this is why I just want him to say, this is what I want to do. And then... That's it. Well, he said, I want to play football. Did he say that, or did his agent have lunch He's with his brother's cousin's and tortoise? Their tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this thing, whole thing evolved in our, our podcaster's chat. It was like, did you talk to the brother's tortoise? Because the brother's tortoise talked to him. And talk- <laughs> But yeah, I I, uh, I I I I think I think he's been pretty clear. He wants to play football. 
He feels the NFL is colluding against him. This is a and great. Maybe that's why he hasn't said anything. Maybe because that well, of case course. is still with the NFL, so he can't say. Well, okay, of then. course, but then that's all the more reason for Roger Goodell to get into the ear of Washington and go, "You've picked up so many felons in the last <laughs> couple of months, and we've been okay with it. You brought in that guy from San Francisco who's been multiply charged with domestic violence stuff. We were okay. We said okay. You need to make this phone call, even if you don't sign him." You need to make this phone call to help the league out. That conversation needs to happen. True. Well, Roger Goodell is a whole other topic. Yes. That's a giant yeah. I, that's, that's a whole other thing. So. <laughs> All right. So anyway. Anyway. So you got those more. right. Sorry. No, no, that's it. You got two. <clears throat> that was two. That's two. That's right. it. So those are correct. All right. So uh, over-unders over -unders <clears throat> to avoid would be Washington at Jacksonville and Detroit at Buffalo. Both Washington and Detroit are going to uh, end up on my avoid teams at the end of this. So the overs. I got three over 50. Over 50. Three. Let's go with your Chiefs and the Chargers. That's correct. That's a 53. The implied total there is Kansas City 28, Chargers 25. Now, do you think that's possible with your broken offense? Both sides have so many <laughs> broken pieces. I think this game is more like 21-15, so I would probably take the under, but both offenses are so explosive and both defenses are so average to below average. I think this yeah. could be a game where it's 21-15, but each quarterback could walk off the field with 400 yards passing. Valid point. So, you know, I mean, I would not be shocked if this is a fantasy bonanza with no touchdowns being scored. And that's the whole reason you look at over-unders is because you want touchdowns. Right. So for standard league, yes, I am very worried. But for DFS, the, you know what bothers me about this game for DFS? It's Thursday night. Yeah. It's Thursday night, which means I have to play all week or I have to play a captain's lineup. So if I have to play a captain's lineup, that means captain in that game. I have to pay up for one captain. Who am I paying up for on that squad? Yeah. You know what? All right, pulling it up. <clears throat> All right. I'm pulling up. We're not going to put together a lineup, but let's talk about the prices of some of these folks that you could potentially use. Yeah, because right. Captain, Lobby. your salary goes up. Was it double? It's not. Yet. Well, it's one and a half times, but it's not the same salary structure as normal DFS. Right. LA at KC. Okay. So at the Captain, and again, you get $50,000 to fill this lineup, and you don't have to fill a full lineup. Patrick Mahomes at Captain level is 18600 Philip Rivers, 16800 Keenan Allen, 16,200. Tyreek Hill, 15-6. Travis Kelsey, 15-3. Melvin Gordon, who may not play, 14-1. Austin Eckler's been ruled out. Spencer Ware is doubtful. Sammy Watkins has been ruled out. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Uh, this Jackson guy, Justin Jackson. So this guy's only valuable if Melvin Gordon doesn't play and Which you have he may faith or may in not. him. And you have faith in him, and he's gonna cost you ten thousand two hundred in the captain slot. I'm not comfortable Damn. putting him there. You know the next name down? This is how bad it's gotten? The next name down is Chad Henney, the backup quarterback from Kansas City. <laughs> really? The next name is Chad Henney at 9,000. The next name after that, really? I didn't know he was with the Chargers. Geno Smith is a Charger? Oh, yeah. He's their second or third string. That's how bad <laughs> this is. That's how bad. I'm looking at the, Antonio Gates is 5,700. Okay, I could put him. I might use a kicker. You might as well. I, you might have to use a kicker. I mean, it is so, I mean, it's top heavy. You could use Rivers or you could use Mahomes, but then you're using kickers and defenses because you're you literally, if you use Patrick Mahomes, what do they say? 18,000 or 16,000, yeah. somewhere on there. <clears throat> that's almost, that's 37% of your total salary on the first slot. You've got to find five other guys that you can fit in for under 31,000. 
That's less than $6,000 a player in a system that's already got elevated values because it's a smaller roster. They already yeah. planned for that. It's it's, it's going to be tough. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you can guess the one chief. The one guy. The one chief and the one charger that's going to be less than 10% owned who's going to get that touchdown. Probably going to be a backup. Demarcus Robinson comes out of nowhere. The dude's caught four balls all year, <laughs> but he catches one 60-yard bomb from Mahomes for a touchdown. You put him in the captain slot. No, oh, then you're on fire. You're on fire, and you can afford both quarterbacks in your lineup in normal spots. So good luck with that. Yep. I love it. I'm looking forward to this game. I'll be at the curling club, but I'll be screaming at the TV while I'm curling. Um, Quick thing about that game. Did you see Phillip Rivers custom SUV he made? No. What did he do? So, you know, the Chargers moved from San Diego. They're in L.A. So now they're in L.A. So those are not next to each other. No. So he has eight kids. Okay. Well, yeah, he's at one more on the way. So he did not want and his wife's pregnant. Yes. Oh, my God. Or seven and his wife's pregnant. And, And he's only been married once. All nine of these kids are from the same woman. Yes. Oh, my God. She's a trooper. God bless her. (laughs) Mrs. Rivers, God bless you. (laughs) So he didn't want to take all his kids and move them and take them out of school and all that. So he built this custom SUV. Okay. And every morning, you know, someone drives him. He's in the back, and he has this giant screen TV, and he's watching plays the entire way there and studying and the entire way home. So he's still living in the San Diego area and commuting commuting. to L.A. every day. Yep. And he's got a driver who drives him while he sits in a. It looks like football. a limo. It looks like a limo in the back. It looks like a little office. It's like it's almost like it's it's almost like those those um those sets they used to use when Gruden was on Monday Night Football, where he'd go over the playbooks with the uh, yeah the quarterbacks, where he could just sit there and re- watch yep, film. There's a TV. Yep, that means yep. nuts. <laughs> can you, can we just can we talk really quickly? Take a two second break from this. Sure. I bet Dave loves point, this episode. And, yeah. At what point? <laughs> again, I'm really distracted. I bought a car. Um. What point are we going to discuss the fact that the two best teams in the AFC are clearly both in the West and they're playing each other this week? There is only two teams, unless I'm forgetting somebody. I'm going to check right now, but there is only two 10-win teams in the AFC, and they are both in the AFC West. The Patriots didn't win 10 games? I don't think there are 10 wins yet. Hold on. Let's see if and I'm going to The answer is... The Patriots are 9-4. and four. Pittsburgh leads a division with seven wins. Houston, nine wins. Kansas City, 11-2. and two. Chargers 10 and 3. There wow. are only four teams in the entire NFL with double digit wins at this point in the season. Two of them have clipped clinched their division. The other two are playing each other on Thursday night because they're so close in the division. So do you see this as a potential playoff game? <sighs> well, here's okay, so here's the thing. All right, so if the Chiefs win this, right. they would have a two-game lead. Over the Chargers. After week 15 with two games to play and have beaten them twice, so they they would clinch the division. Right. There was no way the Chargers could convince them they would have the tiebreaker. If the Chargers win, they'd be tied at 11-3 and three each, 1-1 one and one against each other. So then I believe it comes down to divisional record, does it not? I believe so. And I, I don't have that right in front of me, but that would be the that would be Kansas City's first divisional loss because they've lost to the Patriots and they've lost to the Rams. The Chargers yep. have at least... Two divisional losses, I think. I'd have to look it up. But all of a sudden now, home field becomes into question. The Chiefs literally win this weekend. They're going to probably secure. They, they won't secure home win home field with this win, but they'll secure uh, at least a bye. I think they'll secure the division yeah. at least a bye. If they lose, everything's up in the air. The Chargers could run the board and go thirteen and three and end up being the one seed if the if the chips fell the right way. 
So I don't know. This game is really important. Yeah, and do you trust Andy Reid in the playoffs? No. <laughs> no. Andy, no, you, you, you can't. You can't trust Andy Reid in the playoffs. Do I trust they could win a playoff game? No, because the Chiefs no. never win in the playoffs. They lost at home to Tennessee last year. You and I were sitting in the kebab place down the street from this studio, and I looked at you and I said, they're going to lose this game. And you went, it's not over yet. There's like four minutes left. I said, no, they're going to lose this game. And three seconds later, Alex Smith turned over the ball. And I slammed my phone down, and our wives looked at each other and then looked at me, and Craig had to say to them, the Chiefs just lost. And I didn't say a word the rest of dinner. I shoved chicken kebabs in my face the rest of the night. Not a word was said. Anyway, I'm sorry. Way off topic. You got the first one. So Mm -hmm. Chargers and Chiefs, which at 53, I think, is the over-unders too high because of all the injuries. But, you know, I've said that before, and you watch. Final scores, (laughs) 45-41. Like, oh, uh, all right. Uh, next, I'm going to say New Orleans, Carolina. Correct. 52. The implied total is roughly 30 to 23 in favor of New Orleans. But that game is in Carolina. It is. But the Panthers have looked bad lately. And but Cam is hurt. Do you can you? All right. So so do you believe Carolina is going to put 23 points on the board against it's the New Orleans defense, Ma- which it's is going to be all McCaffrey? Okay, and their tight end. Can Drew Brees and the Saints put 30 points on the board against Carolina outside? They did it last mm. week in bad weather against Tampa. They did. Isn't and I snow- I sat here and said no. Carolina? I don't think it's supposed Carolina? to snow this. I don't think it's supposed to snow on Sunday. But yeah, that's true. So, but with the way Carolina has been playing, I can see them. Okay. So you think 32, you would you take the over there? Yes. Okay. I mean, 30 points. Any team you think is going to score 30 points is a fantasy bonanza. So, all right, one game left. What do you got? You haven't um, got a single one wrong yet. You know what? And let's just go with uh, the Rams in Philadelphia. That is absolutely correct. 53 because and a half. Philadelphia is not the team they were last year. <laughs> 53 and a half. The Chargers and Chiefs are 53. They actually have this as the highest over under of the week. Their final score implied is 32 to 22. In favor of the Rams. Craig, you buy that total? I don't think Philadelphia's going to score that much. I don't think the Rams are going to score that much either. No? I went. I did not watch the Bears game because I was so tired from being in the city. I was like, screw this. I'm going to bed. You know what I did do <laughs> is I put together a captain's lineup. And again, same sort of thing. Can you use Gurley? Can you use Cooks? Can you use Goff? No, because they're so expensive. So I said, who here is reasonable low-end stud value that would allow me to use other players? And I went with Jordan Howard and I put Jordan Howard in the captain's chair and I threw two bucks at it on a double up just because I was up by two bucks overall this week. And I'm like, all right, worst case, I'm even this week. And it's weird. It's weird. I've either been up significantly. I've either doubled my money or I've ended up up or down two bucks. So I'm like, all right, now my worst case scenario is I'm dead even Threw two bucks at it. I wake up the next morning. I've got four. Nice. Because Jordan Howard came through and everybody Cohen had a good night too. Yep. the, The Bears ground game had a good night, but. There was like the ownership in the pool I was in. Goff, 60%. Gurley, 80%. He played horribly. And they didn't play well. No. They didn't play all. well. So now I'm looking at it. Jordan Howard, ownership, 22%. Okay. that I can win a double up all day long with that. So all right, so here, so right. based on the implied totals, yep. teams you like, you should use the Rams, you should use the, the Saints because they're the only two teams with implied totals of over 30 you you have faith in this. You have faith in this. The, we just talked about how we're not f- have faith in the Rams, but you have faith in the Saints' offense this week. 
I do. You know, the only concern is they're playing outside, but That's it. just Carolina has just not looked good. If this game's really. in New Orleans, it's a slam dunk. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a slam dunk. Okay, teams to avoid. These are guys with implied totals under 20 points. The Jets. Oh, dear. The Redskins. <laughs> the Lions. The Bucks. Really? Well, the Bucks are at Baltimore, and Baltimore's defense has been playing better. That's true, but Lamar Jackson is starting. Flacco's the official backup. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, they're talking about this to be 28-20 or 28-19. I can live with that. I can live with that. But I am liking the Jets this week, and we're going to get into that now because it's now time to talk about our DFS plays. Woo! So I have in front of me the legendary metric, and we are going to fly through this because my distractions have kind of gotten us way off kilter. (laughs) As usual, as it's been this year, a ton of quarterbacks in the value range. I'm just going to go with the guys I've got projected to hit 4X according to DraftKings. Okay. Um, In order, Nick Mullins because they think he's going to have to throw a lot. Sam Darnold. Houston has not been great against the pass. Simply has not been great against the pass. And Darnold is only 4,400. If he gets you to 19 points, you're in val- you're in mega value range. So I like him. Uh, Josh Johnson, who is unfortunately the starter in Washington. But again, we just talked about that's a, a game where, that's again, we talk about avoiding the Jets. I'm definitely avoiding the Redskins. Uh, Marcus Mariota is dead to us. So I don't care that he's playing the Giants who can't stop the pass. And then Tom Brady. Very interesting. He's 5,900, but I've got him pegged for about 24 points because I think that game is going to be a shootout. And that over-under, that was one of the ones we didn't have an over-under for, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was at, yeah, it's at Pittsburgh. If New England at Pittsburgh had an over-under, I think it would be in the 50s. Uh, and Probably. that's only a one-point spread. New England's only a one-point favorite. Their defense is also not spectacular. Right. Neither <clears throat> defense is spectacular. That's, that's a 35-30 final waiting to happen there. So I like Brady. So... Mullins, Darnold, Darnold, I did it again. Yeah, Darnold, yeah. Johnson, Mariota, or Brady, who are you using? Um, or are you going off the re- off off the reservation? Mm, you know, you know, Brady's not a bad play, and you know what? And this, I'm going to sound weird for saying this because in the beginning of the season, I would never have said this, but Dak Prescott, since they've got Amari Cooper, he's been pretty hot lately. I have him just outside the four X range. I don't he's like a that game. A little cheaper than Brady, but he is. I don't like him because he's at Indy. If that game's in Dallas, I'm all over it. All over it. So I, I'm really looking at Darnold. Um, uh, here's the thing. Darnold loves this Herndon kid, and he still continues to be cheap. If Herndon gets Just seven targets. Just make sure targets, Darnold's playing before you put Yes. Him. I mean, he's he's still questionable to play. But yeah, I mean, if I'm not using him, I'm using Brady. I'm using Brady, and I'm going with Stackless this week if I'm using Brady because I just don't trust anyone else. Uh, in the running back ranks, I've got seven guys who I think could get to 3X, and most of them I don't trust. Peyton Barber, don't trust him. Kenyon Drake, I might trust. Damian Williams, don't trust him. The, the only reason he's in on this list is because everyone else is dead. Kenneth Dixon, didn't even know he was still in the league. <laughs> Elijah McGuire, I refuse to let... Every week... <laughs> he had week, a big game last week. Well, he won them the game. Well, he scored the touchdown that let them win. Every let, yeah, week, win. I listen to the experts. <clears throat> I run my numbers after reading theirs. And every week, Elijah McGuire comes out as a value play. And every week, I say no. So I'm not going to do it. Jeff Wilson, I advocated for this guy last week. I don't know if he was any good. So, And then last but not least is my buddy Jordan Howard. He's down to 3,900. All he needs is four. All he needs is four points. Get him four points, True. and he's in value. And you're telling me Green Bay is going to give up four points to Jordan Howard? They can give a Jordan Howard four points on one play. They could. I'm sorry, twelve points. Twelve points, and they still could. He could they break off could. a run for sixty. <laughs> so Barber, Drake, Williams, Dixon, McGuire, Wilson, and Howard. Who do you like? Um, to save money, I like Howard and McGuire. 
I like Howard because the next name down on my list in terms of value, just again, just outside the value he's range, nine thousand is Zeke Elliott because he's been priced up to nine thousand. We at the beginning of the year had a long discussion over who the number one running back was, <laughs> and there was a very. I had Zeke at two. Did we not have Zeke at two? Uh, we can go back and check, but I we'd think have so. to check the tape. But I think we as a consensus had Zeke at two because I was big on Zeke. And then we had an argument with a guy who told us David Johnson could jump out of a pool. So we were all stupid. You know what? Yep. We were right. And Zeke is coming on. Zeke has been coming on. So I'm big on the Zeke train. Um, So you know what? I might use Jordan Howard and then pay up for Zeke. I might be a nice way to go. Now, the problem is we're going to get right now to the wide receivers. The problem is the wide receiver pool, it, Who? All, all the value, yeah, <laughs> all the value was long shots. There is not a stud receiver on the value list. So my, I have Randall Cobb. I think Cobb's going to bounce back. Aaron Rodgers, historically, is very good against the Bears, even when their defense is good. Even when their defense is good, he has historically been good against the Bears. So I like Randall Cobb. And you notice I'm not going Devontae Adams there, although I personally have Devontae Adams pegged for the most points this week. I, I don't think the value isn't there. I've got him at 11th in value. He's only going to get to 2.6 because he's 7,900. Right. The next name down is Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis has been a guy who's been soaring up the list. People have been talking about him left and right. Hold on a second. I've got his game log here somewhere. Nope, that's Robert Foster. That's Deshaun Hamilton. Those are other guys I wanted to have in front of me. Okay, here's why D- Dante Pettis is a good value play this week. First off, people are going to tell you you can use him in a tournament. Be careful. Everyone's talking about this kid. This is not automatically a tournament play. Here's the thing. His last three weeks going backwards, 13.9 fantasy points, 29.6, 17.7. He has quietly put up double digits each of the last three games. In those three games, he has seen his target share go through the roof. Before that, his target share was bouncing between, I'm sorry, not target share, snap share, 20 and 30 to 50%. Last week, he scores 12 points, 79% of the snaps. Week before, 29 points, 89% of the snaps. Week before, 17 points, 89% of the snaps. He has, his role has increased because of what's going on in San Francisco. He is absolutely usable. Craig, oh wait, we have more people to talk about before I throw this to you. All right, then the next guy is Deshaun Hamilton. This guy is in Denver. This is another name I had to look up and really look at. We talk I talk about snap share. You can't catch the ball if you're not on the field. True. I'm going to go I'm going to go up in time. I'm going to start with week 11. Okay. In week 11, he got saw 24% of the snaps. Week 12, 52. Week 3, 79. Last week he was on the field for 95 and a half percent of all wow. offensive snaps. He only Now here's the thing. His numbers haven't reflected that. That week he was on the field for 79%. He didn't catch a single ball. Wasn't targeted. Did not target. But he's on the field. Last week, he gets to 95%. He scores 17 points. It looks like they are going to use him. They are are grooming him to be out there. And now Sanders is hurt. Right? Is Sanders playing this week? Uh, I'm not sure. I have not heard anything about Emmanuel Sanders. Well, last time I saw he was hurt. So that's the reason this kid is getting a good look. So he's got value. Because here's the thing. I just talked about Pettis. Pettis is 4,400. Deshaun Hamilton, 3,900. If they get to double-digit points, their value. Cortland Sutton, who's clearly going to be the heir apparent at some point there. At some point. Yeah, 4,500. I've got him pegged for 14 points. D.D. Westbrook, I don't trust him. And that's it. Those are my... So you've got Cobb, the grizzled veteran. You've got Pettis, Hamilton, Sutton, and Westbrook, none of which have been consistent. 
Do you no. trust any of these guys to put him um, into a cash lineup? <clears throat> you know, Cobb, because he's playing the Bears. Yes. I'm going to use Cobb this week. I'm going to use Cobb this week. I'm not feeling strong enough about it to use Aaron Rodgers, but I'll use Cobb. I'll use Cobb. Just like yep. you can't use you can't use Matt Ryan, but you can use Julio. That's right. I'll use I'll use that. So you can't stack it, so, but he's doable. I I don't mind. So now do you do you feel like you should pay down for two receivers and have one stud? I do. I I, or I you think, think it was complete stud on running back well, and pay down a receiver. That's where I'm leaning. Honestly, if I can put Saquon and Zeke into a lineup because I end up using Randall Cobb, Deshaun Hamilton, and Dante Pettis. I only need one or two of those three guys to go off to balance it out because I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get 50 points from the combination of Barkley and Elliott. So if I'm gonna get 50 points from there, I can. Have, I only need 15 points from the wide receivers, really. If you think about it, maybe 20. Well, maybe more like 20 to 25. But if Pettis is gonna catch two touchdowns, it doesn't make a difference that Hamilton doesn't get a target. If Randall right. Cobb is gonna have five catches for 120 and a touchdown. It doesn't matter that the other guys don't get the numbers that I need them to. I just need one of those guys to come up big because I've got two stud running backs in. Then the question becomes what running backs are you using. There's three running backs over 9K on DraftKings this week. You've got Elliott, McCaffrey, and uh, Barkley. Who are the Giants playing? Uh, they are playing uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, who's typically better against the run. But I think Barkley's still going to have a decent day. I do really like... Um, I do really like Zeke this week. I, I like McCaffrey against the New Orleans defense, but if I had to pick two, I'm going Zeke and Barkley personally. But yes, part of me wants to pay way down at wide receiver. Say, screw the stacks this week. I'm going to use Brady. I'm going to use two stud running backs. I'm going to pay nothing at wide out, and I'm going to be able to set mo- save money that way. There's a huge chunk of me that wants to do that. What do you think? You want to go? Do you want to go? No, s- I think, you know, over the last couple of weeks, if you had, well, maybe not last week, but if you had Barkley, um, Elliott, and McCaffrey, the combination of them in your lineup, you probably cashed. Yep. More oh, than yeah. likely. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's how my lineups have done. Tight ends really quick because we, we're way out of time. Uh, I got Chris Herndon as the top tight end this week. I've You're got still him. still in the Chris Herndon I train. I am. Huh? I'm telling you. I've got him for 11 or 12 points. Uh, and he's only 2,900. That's the thing. No one's paying. Yep. No one's. You know, if you paid down and if you use Herndon and you paid down in. Uh, receiver maybe you could do McCaffrey and Barkley and Elliott in one lineup and, and using the flex while wow, it's 27,000 you'd have to use half all right we're going to talk about this off the air all right Herndon is my one Anthony Ferkser is everyone's talking about him um kid from Tennessee right or where the hell is he from yeah Tennessee, Tennessee. But yeah again not using anyone from Tennessee again I haven't watched him I haven't researched him the metric likes him I don't Blake Jarwin out of Dallas. I'm not convinced that this is a coming out party for their tight end position. Nope. Um, and then there's Kyle Rudolph. Minnesota's a tire fire offensively. So it's, Remember then they were going to be good this year? You know, I read a great article on Bleacher Report about why Kirk Cousins is a complete fraud. Um, <laughs> um, he's no Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's no Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> but I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I think they're going to get better. They fired their OC, did they not? Uh, they may have. I still I saw I think when, today. when Cook got hurt, that just screwed them completely up. Yes. They had no idea how to recover from that. It did, and they have not. And that's the thing. They not have that com- Murray's bad, but he's not the same player. The problem, well, that's the thing. And they've completely misused Cook since he came back. I watched some of that game. Every yeah. time they ran Cook out into the screen, they threw to him. Every time. You can't do that. You run him out to the screen every single time. All you're telling the linebacker is rush. Get under the backfield and stand in front of Dalvin Cook. 
And that's exactly what they did. So like seven or eight times they threw screen passes to Dalvin Cook and seven or eight times it was for a loss. Yeah. It was bad. Um, so I'm I'm using Herndon. I'm riding Herndon. I he's my I like um I like Ian Thomas only because with uh Cam being hurt with his shoulder, he can't throw that far. Yes. So Ian's gonna be there for a short dump offs. I, I like I like Kelsey this week, but we also talked about that with the other injuries and stuff like that. I think Kittle's gonna be double teamed. I'm not a big fan. If you're looking to pay up, you're probably paying for Zach Ertz. Defense is really quick, and then we gotta go. Um okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> oh, he's whispering. Here we go. Listen to me, America, or Dogs of America, <laughs> at least. Last week, I told you to start the Bears against the Rams. I said I wasn't 100% sure, but the metric told me to start the Bears against the Rams. <laughs> I was mother effing right up and down the street to the point where my computer program <laughs> flipped me off. If it could, it would have. I got the Eagles at one. Again, the Eagles are $2,000. <laughs> if the Rams are stoppable, if Philly learned anything and Goff is going to throw three picks, they need one defensive score and to keep the Rams under like 25 points and they make value. You're looking for six or seven points. And look at my projections. I've only got three teams over seven points and they're all very expensive. Why not spend $2,000 on the Eagles so you can do Craig's crazy running back stack? Could work. It's just crazy enough to work do you remember when i told you to start the cowboys d at home and they were like twenty two hundred dollars <laughs> yep and craig laughed maniacally in his chair because it sounded absurd <laughs> and they scored 10 freaking points <laughs> and were 5x <laughs> i'm telling you america you can get by with the eagles this week if you don't like the eagles you're playing we- uh, all week long maybe you want to risk the chargers same gamble same gamble. Are the Chiefs stoppable? Maybe. Maybe. But they wa- throw a lot. So You want to go with an offense that's stoppable? Take the Cardinals and in Atlanta. Julio's banged up. Everyone's banged up. Matt Ryan stinks. But you know the one I really like? What do you like? I like the Jets at home against Houston. Oh, God. Don't really? tell me why. I'm just <laughs> feeling the New York Jets this week. It's supposed to be not great weather up here. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, at least, well. Are we talking sleet and snow? Uh, a lot of rain on Saturday that might continue to Sunday. So. Okay, that that if that continues into Sunday, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. I'm pulling up the weather report right now. So while we're doing that, Craig, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> if you're just starting out on DFS, um, definitely look at um, <clears throat> sorry, you know, look at salaries. Just make some crazy lineups because there's only a couple weeks left. Yeah, and and here's the thing. I, as I, I said last week, focus on those single entry pools. Don't go in. Don't not go into a tournament that takes 175,000 people and doesn't have a lineup entry thing, because there's guys you're putting <laughs> in the same 20 lineups and they're just trying to steal yep. your money. Don't do that. Go into the single entry pools. Go out there, learn about the system, play the game, and enjoy yourself. Um, why is the why does weather.com hate my computer? I don't know. Um, so my my final thought too would be uh, start thinking about the playoffs, folks. Um, there's a lot of playoff leagues out there. There's a lot of playoff-only leagues out there that you can get involved in, and uh, they're a lot of fun. Um, the season does not have to be over, over yet. Uh, and, Craig, I want you to know that I'm already beginning our list. Last year, we said during the offseason we were going to hit a number of different breweries, and we hit two. So this year during Did. the summer, yes. we are going to hit several. I've got Kinsman Brewing on my list. I've got Armada on my list. I've got... Uh, That's a place in East Haven. 
Yes, that's the one you like, the one with all the geek names. Like, oh, that's one of the one. Yeah, was. like Queen of Darkness is yes. the name of one of their beers and stuff like that. Craig really likes that one, so we are going to hit those places. So, but until then, we will be back next week. Um, I will try to be a little bit more focused. Until then, I am Britt. I'm Craig, and this is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Mm-hmm.